Now, on Wednesday, Jeff Halfley did what I didn't think he was going to do, which is fire offensive coordinator John McNulty after just one season in Chestnut Hill. It was a bold move, but one that BC had to make as the Eagles' offense was completely a mess in 2022. Now, on today's show, we're going to look at past McNulty. We're going to look at what Jeff Halfley has to do to do, be successful with this hire, where he needs to look, his philosophy that he needs to have with this hire, and we'll look at a couple candidates as well. It's a whole off. It's a whole episode talking about BC offensive coordinators. This one you're not going to want to miss. Make out today's episode of Locked On BC. Here we go. You are locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On BC. Today's episode is by Bet Online. Bet Online is recovered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online. Where the game starts. So on Wednesday, Jeff Halfley fired John McNulty. And I said, this is kind of a move that really kind of shocked me because to me, what I thought was going to happen and still could happen was that Halfley would have cut out Dave Google, Dave DeGuglielmo, Googs, the offensive line coach and call it a day because I mean, yeah, there was issues with the play calling. Yeah. That the offense was bad, but at the end of the day, he would look at it from a perspective of it was the offensive line. They had no offensive line growth. That was a big issue, but I guess he looked more holistically. And I, you know, I, I, I have learned over the last couple of years. One thing that I've got to give him credit for is Halfley seems like a nice guy, but he has a killer instinct to him too. This is a guy last year gutted the entire offensive uh, coaching staff because they were bad the year before. He's not a fire coaches if they're not doing what they need to do. So now he has a bigger, bigger problem in front of him. He now has to hire third offensive coordinator in four years at Boston college, which is insane because I don't have the numbers in front of me, but how many offensive coordinators has Boston college had over like since Steve Adazio started like eight, like eight in like 10 years. I don't, I didn't even look it up. If you know, look in the comment section, I'll put it up, but it seems like quite a bit. This is a big time hire for Jeff Halfley. And it's big because this is his this is his pinnacle year. This is the year it's put up or shut up for Jeff Halfley because he went three and nine last year. BC, as bad as you think the athletic program is, is not going to tolerate another three and nine season out of their, you know, big time program, the big money maker. They will move on. Four years is more to get what you need. So Jeff Halfley has to get in front of this. He needs to be proactive, and he's done that in the transfer portal. You know, eight guys in the transfer portal already, nine if you want to call the long snapper. They just landed from Penn State. I don't don't consider a walk-on long snapper a big deal, but hey, some folks do. He's replacing Gunnar Daniels, who had one of the bullets I've ever seen. But he did that. He's going to have to make a new offensive coordinator coach uh, position, and I'm guessing he's got some f- positional coaches that are going to move on to. Again, this is the same time as last year. And I don't know if it's a 
a contract thing or a money thing that, or if it's after the holidays, I don't know because this is around the same time that John McNulty was hired last year. I remember I had COVID around this time. I think it was like two weeks after this, but there was also around the time he wiped out the. Well, what does he have to do now? If you have followed Jeff Halfley in terms of his coaching hires, you've seen a common thread between almost everyone he's hired on this staff. Frank Signetti, he worked with them at Pitt. John McNulty worked with him at, um, worked at, um, uh, Rutgers. Sorry, I was blanking on what with them for, uh, Savon Huggins, Rutgers, uh, Tem Lukabu, Rutgers. You know, the, the, it just, you just go down the list. It's like one after another. Everyone he's worked with has some sort of connection with him where he's worked with them before at another capacity. And Halfley has said as much. If you listen to his press conferences around the times he talks about his hires, he says he always looks for two things. Things that things in terms of like what he tells the press. He says he's looking for a guy who uh, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty here. Uh, has NFL experience. He wants that first and foremost. He also is looking for player uh, coaches. who also um, are going to have that experience with him. So Halfley has a bunch of different things that he wants. Now, there was a big move on Thursday night, and one that was even more shocking than McNulty, because more people probably paid attention to this than what we saw with McNulty's uh, firing on Wednesday night. And that was Clemson firing uh, Brandon Streeter, their first year offensive coordinator or uh, first year. Yeah. First year. Cause he, he took over for Tony Elliott. So why is this, why am I talking about this? Because what has been the knock about Dabo Swinney? Dabo Swinney has been a coach that's been accused of just being a guy that brings his own guys in. He loses Tony Elliott, Jeff Scott at offensive coordinator. He brings in, you know, a, a, a positional coach. And he up, you know, brings in Brandon Streeter. He doesn't do anything. Brett Venables, he heads off to Oklahoma. What does he do? He brings up another positional coach. He just brings, he doesn't add new eyes. And it kind of bit them, at least on the offensive side of the ball this year. Defensively, I would say too, because the defense was not as good as it should have been. So what does he do? He goes out there and he changes the script. Now you he's gonna hire Garrett Riley the TCU offensive coordinator who was part of a, a, you know, obviously a national uh, runner up for the national championship who brought a TCU program uh, with Max Duggan and a, and a few other guys to one of the best offenses in the country. He goes and he snipes him guy who has no connection to Clemson. And what does he get? Dabble gets praised. He, and I, I, I can't, I can't hate on him for doing, I can't hate on Dabo for going out there and getting a new fresh set of eyes on his offense. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you why Jeff Halfley has to follow that script. Why Jeff Halfley has to go outside his comfort and look for someone else that maybe he's never worked with before. But 
I also want to talk about our good old friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college to basketball to basketball, the NBA, and everything in between, including college, I mean, for including hockey and, every, you know, futures. They got it all. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline. Love using Bet Online. If I'm thinking of doing some action, it's so easy. Just go boom, boom, boom. You know, NFL, you can find the game. You can find splits between the first half, second half. You can find player props. You got it all there on Bet Online. It's it, it just, it's so easy. I love using it because it's user friendly and it's great. So they always have the fastest and easiest odds, and you can find the betting info right at, the, at your fingertips. So head to the website today or your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online. Where the game start? Locked on BC, AJ Black. We just ended last segment talking a little bit about Dabo Swinney, who if I had Mitch on, he would be ragging on him because I know he hates Dabo. But credit when credit's due, Dabo did a thing. He did a thing. He did a thing on Thursday, which is firing his offensive corner and bringing in the Broyles award-winning best coordinator in the country, Garrett Riley. And I'm not expecting Jeff Halfley to go out there or Boston College in general because they don't have the funding to do this. And he's a first year, you know, he's a coach that's on the hot, not going to get a big time co- coordinator here. But there is a lesson to be taken out of what Dabo just did. There is something that you can take away from it that I think BC should do. And that is they need to go outside of Halfley's tree. He has to go outside someone who coached that fort with the 49ers just with um, Ohio state who um, Ohio state. I'm going to, I'm going to step back on there. If they get their quarterback coach, I would be okay with that. But Rutgers Pitt, you know, any of the programs that he's worked with, cause he's worked with quite a few to get a new set of eyes in there. Someone who, is a well-respected football mind, but also will, you know, be someone Halfley can work with because you don't want to bring in a pain in the ass that he can't, he can't get along with. So when I'm looking at names, right, we'll get into the safer picks in the third, the third segment. You'll want to hear what I have to say with that, but there's lots of names out there. The, the Halfley should look like, look at. And before folks start to throw out names that are unrealistic, I absolutely don't think that Halfley should bring in an offensive coordinator that's going to flip the style of this offense on its head. What I'm saying here is Halfley has a pro-style script. That's what he wants here. He is not going to go out there and get an air raid, a triple triple option, a team that runs, you know, you know, speed tempo like Syracuse does. That is not his philosophy. So I don't even want to think about them because if he does that, what is, you know, he's recruited guys that fit his system. Why would he go out there and get air raid, which, you know, you can say what you want. The big thing with air raid is you need to have good offensive line. I'm going to BC has a lineman that can do it. I don't think so. So when I'm thinking 
what BC needs. They need a pro style court uh, off, uh, offensive coordinator, and it can be a guy that can add things. I, you know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get an offensive coordinator that is just the, you know, a, a clone of Frank Signetti, a clone of of Jack John McNulty in terms of their style. He can get a guy, and we, I, you know, Mitch and I have said it on the a podcast before that can bring in those college elements. We want to see more uh, PO. We want to see more, you know, misdirections and things like that. But what I think is what Halfley needs to do is he needs to go outside. He needs to really think about what he needs to get in terms of an offensive coordinator that fits his mold. But it's going to be a guy he doesn't know. Someone who can challenge him offensively because yes, you want a coordinator that will carry on your mission, but you don't want a yes man because as we've heard, seen and heard, Jeff Hat isn't the the wisest offensive mind. He's a he's a def- you need to get an offensive coordinator here that can kind of take over, and I think that's what he's going to have to do. I think that's where things are going to end and. and and where BC needs to kind of, you know, end this this offensive coordinator search is somebody brand new. So when I'm thinking names, here you go. You've been waiting for 13 minutes. I see it on here for names that BC should look at that are are not the typical the Halfley hires. The first one I look at, I'll throw a few names out here. Nick Charlton of UConn. Okay. Charlton came from Maine. He came from BC, but he was there before Halfley did. He is an offensive mind. He has the offensive acumen. I mean, he was able to flip UConn's offense in one year. And that was with no quarterback, no real stars on that team. I I like Nick Charlton, and he has no connection to Halfley at all. He's a up, up-and-coming uh, coordinator. I, I think he's going to go places. He would be a name I would watch for. You know, if you're looking outside too, if you want to go older, go older. What about Mark Whipple? I mean, I don't think he's ever coached with Halfley, but he's another offensive mind. And he would add more college um, acumen to plan. I like Mark Wh- Mark Whipple. I know he, he struggled at times as a head coach for UMass, but what about Whipple? He had some good success at Pitt. Um, Pitt just didn't like him because he didn't run the ball enough, which whatever. Um, but I think he, he's gone now and he's free now. He's not doing anything with Nebraska. Uh, he could be another guy that I think BC could connect with. And you could go, you could give me any names, any, you know, there's local guys. I don't even go the NFL route. I I know Halfley really values that, but if there's a up and coming coordinator, just get him. You've got enough NFL guys on this roster coaching. You don't need to get an NFL guy. So some questions out there, uh, and I'll get to some of your comments. Willie Korn is obviously a very good offensive mind. He is a guy that really, I mean, is impressive. Going to leave Coastal Carolina for BC, which that sounds sad, but, you know, at the beginning, beginning of this, if you're going to get an up and coming coordinator, Charlton is on a, in a bad program. Coastal Carolina is not a bad program. 
is he going to risk his career to go to BC? I don't think so. And, and again, we're going pro style coastal Carolina. It, I mean, they've got a really, really funky offense. I don't think BC has the offense to, so I mean, that's the personnel and Mike Bloch at, at Texas, North Texas. I don't know anything about North Texas. I gotta, I gotta admit this. I, other than you saying that they have the 22nd ranked offense this year. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Bruce. It's a great option, but um, I, I think, I honestly think they'll probably go with someone that maybe is a little bit more Northeast. Um, I don't, I don't know if they'll go Texas. They got Daryl Watts already on the, on the roster to, to represent Texas. I just, you know, honestly, Bruce, I, I don't even care what region he's from. I just want them to get the best offensive coordinator they can get in our final segment. I'm going to go down the safe path. I'm going to look at, a couple of names of guys that are going to definitely be on the big boards that you see. I have my big board and we'll get just a moment. This is locked on BC. I am your host, AJ black. We're talking offensive coordinator hires. If you have one hit it in the comment section right now. And if you're listening, this is your first time checking out locked on BC on YouTube, hit that subscribe button right now. We're going to be talking all, coaching news, positional changes, all sorts of stuff as we get into spring football. If you want to get in on this and get all these videos sent directly to you, please subscribe. It's the easiest way you can help us. We're a free podcast. We don't charge you a cent. But the one thing I would love is if you hit subscribe. So do that for me right now. So I just told you what I hope Jeff Halfley will do, which is to think of outside the box. Think of a new guy that is not someone he is just, you know, has worked with and has done things with over and over again. Now I'll give you a couple names that I think are going to be the safe options. And I have two that will go the first and the safest option is Rod Chudzinski. Chud as people on Twitter affectionately call him is a former NFL head coach. He's an offensive coordinator through with the Hurricanes. He's been part of a lot, and he's been Halfley's special assistant. So Chud is a guy I would watch out for. But the big question with Chud, with Chudzinski, is what will he will he want to leave his like cushy job? He's in a job where he doesn't have to recruit. He's a job that he doesn't have to go on the road, meet recruits, go into homes, watch film uh, of recruits. He probably has to watch some film of recruits because I'm sure he's helping halfway with it. But why would you leave that if you're making a decent penny? So he could be someone you hear. I don't know if he's the, I don't think he's the right guy. And I don't think he's a guy halfway going to go with, especially because he's been the, 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 <coughs> excuse me, the, uh, special assistant to Halfley. His name has been all over every offense that they've had. Maybe you have to go in a different direction. So again, you're going down the path of who are guys that Jeff Halfley knows. Scott Turner is a name that I've heard a bunch of people buzzing about. And I got to tell you, I would, oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this one at all. He's connected with Halfley through his time at, um, in the NFL. I think it was with the 49ers, if I remember correctly. I I don't I don't like this hire. I don't he hasn't coached in college since 
2010s. Um, when he was a coach, he was a head, you know, an offensive coordinator. It was with the Washington. And their offenses were bad. They were really, really bad. I, I don't I don't care he has NFL experience. I don't care he's connected to Halfley. Please don't have you have to do bit better than that. You need to get some fresh blood. That is basically a head coach it was an offensive coordinator because his dad's North Turner. You need to do better than that. And I I I, I don't want that. I don't want either of them. Now I have, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it here. I'm the editor and uh, publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. We're one of the premier college football networks out there. Top notch, right? I have my big board. And Turner and Chudzinski are both on that list. But I'm building out a big board of all the, the names that you should be watching for. It's for premium subscribers. So you can sign up right now and get a good deal for a year subscribe subscription, but we'll be talking recruiting. If they fire Dave DeGuglielmo, I'll have a big board for that. We talk football analysis. I got Mitch on there. If you like Mitch, you can get on there and he does film analysis, player analysis. He'll be doing draft uh, discussions. It is the premier Boston college website and you can sign up right now. Get in now. It's a good deal. Sign up and get and, and lock yourself in. And if you haven't already, as I said, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Um, and you'll be getting all of our latest news here. Now, this weekend is a big weekend for BC sports as well. BC hockey plays tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday, against Sacred Heart. We saw BC split a series against Arizona State, who is a bad team. They got to win this game. They, they're just going to beat Sacred Heart. This is a game that's just going to go out there and take care of business, right? So that is <coughs> that is one game to watch for. Also... If you are in basketball, Wake Forest is coming to Chestnut Hill on Saturday evening. The students should be back, so the sickos are going to be in full force. Wake Forest is very We saw this last year. They are still very good. And it's on ESPN2 if you're not. As Bob McLaren just said, men's basketball is on national TV. It's on ESPN2. They need a bounce-back win. And... I, I can't. I, I don't hate how BC played defense against Miami. Miami was just shooting out of their mind yesterday or on Wednesday, shooting sixty-seven percent from three-point range. Isaiah Wong and um, that other guard that they had were just were just unconscious, and there was nothing you could do about that. BC's not going to run into teams like that all the time. So maybe a big win against Wake Forest will, will, will kind of cleanse the palate. Also, if you're into uh, the transfer portal, I've heard buzz, but I haven't been able to confirm it yet. That recruits and there was eight eight transfers and we have them all up on Eagle Insider. Uh, most of them are already on campus getting ready for class, so that's good. I've heard all but two, uh, but I don't even want to tell you the names because I'm not I don't have it clarified yet. But I'm expecting in the next three days for BC to release the names and say that they're part of the class. So that's good news too. As ha- as I said, Halfley's done a nice job of addressing something. He didn't go with just. I live to live in the transfer portal. He kind of lived in the transfer portal this year. So uh, BC football, they'll have their guys in for spring practice. That's good. That's good news, right? And I think that's going to wrap things up. I am off to go skiing for the weekend. I am looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be back on Monday to talk about the Wake Forest game. Hopefully there'll be some college uh, 
offensive coordinator news. We'll look into any other news items that break over the weekend. Man, it's getting crazy, and you're only going to know about this if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that up right now. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC, or you can find us as well at Locked on BC. Find us on both. So at AJ Black underscore BC. BC. Thank you all. I got some really nice comments on uh, from some of you out there, and I forget. And I apologize if I have your names, um, who have just been thanking me for the site for the. Thank each one of you who have made us your first listen every day and made us part of your daily routine. I know BC being a BC fan cannot is not easy. <laughs> you're you're following a team, especially football, that's been playing really poorly. But I'm going to make it interesting. I'm going to make the news fun. We're going to get into some really interesting topics and I'm giving you a daily podcast, something you are not going to find anywhere else. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again soon.